The views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. The pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. And good afternoon, everyone. It is Tuesday, this uh, sunny Tuesday. As a matter of fact, it's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Right now, it's 12.06 on this Tuesday, January 12th. Is it still 2021? It is. Folks, a year of our Lord, year of our Savior, and what an exciting year it is! Uh, it has already been, without question. And it's the John DePietro Show. I want to say good afternoon to everybody tuning in on AM thirteen eighty and ninety nine point nine FM. And we're trying something a little bit different. I want to say good afternoon to everybody tuning in. We're doing a um, a um, uh, live stream. We're trying the YouTube. Folks, this is a time that I want to try all different platforms because we never know. Look at what happened with uh, Paula, what happened with Paula just the other night where all of a sudden out of nowhere, boom, they shut it down. And the way that they're all acting that way and Twitter's acting and uh, Facebook is acting. And so what we're going to do is, first of all, we always have DePetro.com, thank God, which remains very strong. And I, I don't know, I may actually play around with doing video from that, a live stream right off of uh, the website. We may do that. I'm looking into that. But at the very least, we are going to play around with all different types of platforms. And um, and especially uh, make sure you become a, a subscriber to the YouTube channel. I know we have a lot of people that are on that and you can share it that way. And many people that are tuning to Facebook Live pick up the live stream, uh, I believe, on the Facebook page. At least that's the way that it should work. Folks, this portion of the program, as a matter of fact, before we fully get into the program, I want to just... Um, Check that out, but I believe that is happening that way. And let one, I'd like to explore it and check it out just the way that everyone else might be um, exploring it. Much like when um, my kids were growing up and you you get the, um, you know, they get medicine that they can, you give them. Then I always like to try it out a little bit. So let me see. Okay, there I am. Um, hi, Juan. All right, there. So it's playing there. And then let me... Um, I won as I wave. Uh, folks, what's happening? So, all right, let me go to uh, that one. And uh, I want to just make sure we pick up. Uh, should be right here. Click on the link and there's one again. All right, there I am. So it should be good to go. Um, and uh, good afternoon to everybody that's tuning in that way, folks. You can always listen, obviously. It is first and foremost a radio program. So you can always uh, listen uh, never fear. You can always listen at the uh, at the website as well. This portion of the program, <coughs> excuse me, is brought to you by Not a COVID Cough. Brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Come on, brother, join. Uh, call Brothers Disposal today. Especially, they're offering weekly trash collection services. Brothers Disposal. Remember the purple dumpster. You can get a purple dumpster for your driveway. Or place of business, 401-688-0517. 401-688-0517. Come on, brother, call Brothers Disposal. Remember, they'll put a purple dumpster in your driveway, and they're now offering weekly trash collection services. So give them a call. Call for an estimate. Come on, brother, 401-688-0517 for Brothers Disposal. Well, folks, the news is uh, non-ending. First, I want to go someone who is, um, without question, is uh, leaping up and doing a uh, waving, look at me, look at me. And also, notice I'm the only one, if you go to the website, and by the way, the website, 
which is, in fact, uh, brought to you by R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today, Coogie, 732-6562, R.E. Coogan and Heating. But if you go to the website, dipetro.com, where you can also listen live, you can contact me that way. I am the uh, the only one that has written the fact that Cicilline is raising money off what happened in the Capitol and, in fact, uh, the possible he's really pushing the impeachment on President Trump. So uh, getting a pass from the rest of the media, no shock there, uh, but not getting a pass from Juan. Absolutely not, folks. So um, but I want to play. He was uh, he's really been making the rounds. He's getting a lot of print. You have to also realize, though, that he then turns all this around in order to raise money. So Congressman Cicilline, he was on CNN, but I first want to play President Trump. First time we've heard from him now doing a, uh, a live interview. As you know, he's off to Texas. By the way, Lindsey Graham is on the plane with him. They go to the Alamo, but this was uh, President Trump. Let's hear him just a, uh, it was, I'll tell you, it was great to hear his voice just a short time ago. And many people have done it, and I've seen it both uh, in the papers and in the media, on television. Uh, it's been analyzed, and people thought that what I said was totally appropriate. And if you look at what other people have said, politicians at a high level, about the riots during the summer, the horrible riots in Portland and Seattle and various other, other places. We are coming out of this now because oh. the president has started to... Uh, oh. What do you mean we're coming out of this? I wanted to hear that. Didn't even play. He's letting you know that he taped on Wednesday after the riots were happening at the Capitol was not viewed widely as totally appropriate. In fact, uh, many people argued they were highly inappropriate and that he told the people who were rioting, the mob who was descending on the Capitol. That All right. Well, I want to hear exactly his full comments from it. What do you mean we're pulling out of this? Um, I thought we had. <coughs> I apologize, folks. I had two different versions of it one was where they don't interrupt him i don't think and then the other one was that was the nbc one where they do in fact um in, in, interrupt him so let me um i want to play the one where the president is actually not interrupted okay here we go uh, in the papers and in the media on television uh, it's been analyzed and people thought that what i said was totally appropriate and if you look at what other people have said, politicians at a high level, about the riots during the summer, the horrible riots in Portland and Seattle and various other other places, that was a real problem, what they said. But they've analyzed my speech and my words and my final paragraph, my final sentence, and everybody to the T thought it was totally appropriate. Okay, thank you. Thank you. So, folks, that was this. That was President Trump. I want to say good afternoon to uh, my good friend Tracy Pellegrino and there's uh, friend Pat Cordalesa, Dennis O'Reilly, uh, Ola, there's Chris Moran. Uh, you're the only one that reported on that. That is exactly right. I am the only one that reported on uh, Cicilline. And I want to play. This is uh, Congressman Cicilline, as I mentioned. So he's been getting a lot of FaceTime. He's going to continue to get a lot of FaceTime. He, now, this whole thing with the impeachment, it may not go forward. And but, you know, that's certainly not going to stop him. He certainly has his own agenda. But uh, Congressman Cicilline was on CNN and I want to play it uh, just a short time ago. And this is uh, here we go. Democratic Congressman David Cicilline. He is the co-author of the article of impeachment charging President Trump with incitement of insurrection. And Congressman, I want to get 
into that article very shortly. But first, I do want to ask you, our understanding is that Democratic lawmakers were briefed overnight about possible threats to the U.S. Capitol and the inauguration. Is there anything you can tell us about what you were all told? Uh, there is not anything I can tell you. I, I will say, though, uh, we were provided a briefing uh, that also included the details of the work that's being done to ensure uh, that the inauguration proceeds safely. And uh, while I think there's more work to be done, I have confidence that that will be the case. All right. The article of impeachment that you crafted, uh, it focuses on incitement to insurrection. What do you think you will have to prove in order to win that vote? Well, I mean, first at the outset, it's important to recognize this was an attack on our democracy, an attack on the Capitol in the middle of a very sacred ritual, the Electoral College, when the votes of millions of Americans are formally recognized and the president is elected and the peaceful transition of power occurs. These rioters, these domestic terrorists were incited to march to the Capitol for the purpose of disrupting that process and in doing so to, to undermine our democracy, keep Donald Trump in office and not allow the peaceful transition of power. They came in. Let me stop the tape just for a moment. And again, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. We're on uh, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. I want to welcome everyone. We're trying something different, doing a live stream on YouTube, on my YouTube channel. And uh, we did connect it. So a lot of people found their way over from uh, YouTube. I also want to, how about during the different hearings? First of all, I want to touch on something. There's always protesters in Washington. There's always protesters outside the Capitol. How about during the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, people were being uh, removed from the chamber, right? The loud outbursts, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, th- there's nothing new there. What, what's new is how many people went and the fact that they were able to get inside without question. And, and let's be very clear. First of all, there are reports that security and Capitol Police We're letting the people go in. Now, how it led to that, I don't know. It could have been because they felt it was basically a losing battle. Anyone that hit a police officer should be held accountable. Anyone that destroyed property, anyone that took anything, all of those people, whatever the punishment is, by the way, I don't know what the punishment is, right? For trust, if it's, how do you say it's trespassing? You know, I saw on Twitter, one person said, the president told us to go there. So they went there. I'm not sure how you punish someone like that. I think that's going to be a problem. So, uh, but Cicilline, this business of domestic terrorists, this past summer, as we've all seen, they, they, they burned that church across the White House to the ground. At one point, President Trump had to go into the bunker because the people that were outside trying to make their way over the fence into the White House. What do you call that if that's not an insurrection? What do you call the fact that, you know, that they, all the different marches that we had and the disruption? What I really resent is this element of how quickly they have pivoted to domestic terrorists. You never heard that this past summer. No matter what happened, whether it was the federal courthouse in Portland that people talk about, or the fact that they, you know, burned the police station to the ground in Minneapolis, or all the damage that was done. And, and I'm not going to rehash, but let's face it, they were called peaceful protesters and they would always argue with you there were always just a couple of people they started to say i remember the i was debating with one member of black lives matter that said it's racist if you point out the uh, vandalism rioting and looting that goes on during one of these protests because they would point out 95 percent of it's peaceful now if you had 100,000 people 
and 300 of them were causing problems or four, whatever it is. You you could, I'm not going to, but you could say the majority of them were peaceful protesters, you could. But look at how Cicilline goes. He, it's as if this summer never happened, right? It's as if the summer that we're supposed to forget that we saw all of that. And that was serious. You know, the president didn't want to admit that he was forced into an, the bunker one night. But the protesters started to basically like almost coming over the wall. God bless me. God bless me. Goodness. All right, let it continue. This is Congressman Cicilline on CNN. Congressman Cicilline on, on CNN. Here we go. We're here to lynch the vice president, to hang him, to assassinate the Speaker of the House, to hunt members of Congress. Five people died. Lots of damage was done. Dozens of law enforcement officers were... Stop the tape. Now, first of all, there is no evidence what he is saying to be backed up. None. There's nothing about people were hunting for the Speaker of the House as far as Nancy Pelosi to do her harm. I'm not saying that might not have happened. Notice he also said five people died. Now, if you heard last hour on the radio, I laid out the fact that finally, and it was the New York Times that did it, but they said, let's meet the five people who did die. Now, that is true that that Capitol Police officer, um, Sickner, that he went back to his office and he collapsed. And they need to get to the root of what, what the autopsy, what caused his death. And if there were people that beat him to death or beat him where then he did die, if he made it back to his office and then collapsed, well, then it sounds like he must have been able to walk. Now, it could have been internal bleeding. I mean, I don't know. Something happened there. <clears throat> but let's be very clear. Ashley Babbitt, 35 years old, Southern California, shot and killed by a Capitol Police officer. All right, so that's one. <coughs> Now, she was climbing through the broken window leading into the speaker's lobby inside the Capitol. What I've heard is she had a backpack on, and they believe that maybe she had explosives in her backpack. Now, that was a very dangerous situation. If you see people with guns, that's not a time to go forward. Maybe she didn't, maybe she didn't see the gun because the gun was over to the left. You know, there was a lot of noise going on. Maybe she was unaware of that. Um, that that is a tragic situation. I don't think they needed to use deadly force there, but that will be examined. But let's just be very clear. And I mentioned this last hour. Kevin Greeson, he did not, 55 years old. You know what happened? He was outside on the sidewalk talking to his wife. He, he suffered a heart attack. He had high blood pressure and she didn't want him to go to Washington. He wasn't in good health. And then they ended up doing a lot of walking. So that's number one. He did die there. But it had nothing to do with the inside. Zero. Uh, someone else that passed away, Roseanne Boylan. Now, she had been, um, she had a serious drug problem. And they are not sure, but one of the Capitol Police said she basically just collapsed. So she had some underlying health problems. She may have OD'd. I don't know. But she wasn't hit, beat, or anything that. She went there. And then she did, in fact, die. And then Benjamin Phillips, 50 years old, he died of a stroke. So um, his family couldn't be reached for comment. But um, he went there, drove there, 50 years old, big Trump supporter, and, and he had a stroke. So I'm just saying that as Cicilline, Congressman Cicilline is saying, if I people, you know, they rattle it off. Is if five people, there's a difference between somebody died while they were there and they were killed while they were there. The only one that was killed was 
Sultan Ashley Babbitt was shot and killed. We don't know about the security guard. And I want to be very clear. If somebody beat that security guard, beat them to death, they need to be held accountable. But of course, that's, you know, Cicilline, don't let him let the facts get in the way. That's not correct. Were injured. This was a brutal and violent attack on our democracy. And Donald Trump incited this by promoting the big lie that he, in fact, won the election by millions of votes, but it was stolen from him. Something he's repeated and tweeted about and made statements about and whipped up the rallies about. And that morning, he continued with the lie and told them to go fight, show their strength. He had speakers say, we're going to have to engage in combat. And so all of that whipped up these folks. To And you're not going to have a country unless you go and fight and so it was inevitable that as a result of that language and those statements and the big lie that he he sent these rioters to the capitol uh to march and disrupt the proceedings and attack the capitol and attack our democracy so i think we will demonstrate unequivocally that that that, that the president's language the statements he made the pr- promotion of the big lie made violence at the capitol inevitable he's responsible for it he needs to be removed from office immediately he's a clear and present danger to the United States. Now, he's come up with the phrase now, and again, good afternoon, everyone. At 1223, it's Sean DePietro. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. I want to welcome in. We're trying something a little bit different, folks. A uh, stream with YouTube. So you can find my YouTube channel. We are trying something a little bit different. Um, and, and I want to say good afternoon. Everyone's tuning in with that. Folks, notice he's come up with the line, the big lie. So they always have to market something, the big lie. Now, there's still a lot of people that are uncomfortable with what happened. And what's unfortunate now is if you start to bring it up, then they start to bring up the Capitol. Now, Congressman Cicilline, he's always talking about going and fighting. He's always, I'm going to be down there. I'm fighting for the people of Rhode Island. I'm fighting for the American people. He always is using. President Trump has not cornered the market on using the phrase, the fight and the fighting. And we're going to be fighting for you. I mean, they, they all use it. Maybe that word shouldn't be tossed around as much. You know, and I've said this before. They're always talking about fighting. Always. He's always talking about fighting and doing some form of of fighting. Cicilline's big on that. I've been down there. I mean, I could pull it up. I've been fighting for the people. Now, a big part of that is completely, that is true that Rudy Giuliani used that expression. It is. And they're going to be held accountable. I mean, but here's what I've been told. That this, the people that actually went inside, I was told they, were, they weren't even at the speech. A lot of the people that made it inside the Capitol, not all of them, but the initial wave, that they weren't even at the speech. They immediately were at the Capitol. There were problems at the Capitol pretty much out of the box. And there was scaffolding there for the inauguration. And people started pushing through the lines and... There, there was immediately a sense that there was a group that was not going to listen to the police. But if you were down at the president's speech and then you came up and then you walked over there and there were, you know, uh, Capitol Police officers ushering you by and opening up. It seems like everybody's walking in. A lot of you don't know. The Capitol's enormous. It's huge. There was no reason for people not to. They didn't know what had happened prior to that is all I'm trying to say. So I think what he's saying is is very disingenuous. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Competition Shooting Supplies. Now, we don't know where things are going. We do know that things could get considerably more dangerous. 
competition shooting supplies. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Call them at 727-1716. Stop it and see John Francis. Firearms, ammunition, accessories. Remember, you have your Second Amendment right is to protect yourself. And as the progressives are really on the attack and they want to take your guns away, I say competition shooting supplies. 435 Benefit Street, Pawtucket, or call John Francis, 727-1716. Let me go back just a little bit more. This is Congressman Cicilline on CNN. Um, Does it meet the legal definition of incitement, and how important is that in an impeachment vote? Yes, we will file an impeachment report today, about a 40, 50-page report that details the legal basis, that details the facts uh, that we all witnessed and saw. You know, there's not a lot of investigation that needs to be done. We were all witnesses to this or victims of this. We all publicly saw the president's statements and his tweets. So this will lay it out in more detail, but it is absolutely sufficient to sustain the burden of proof for impeachment. Uh, and a senator ought to try him immediately and remove him from office. You keep using the word immediately. I think it's safe to say no matter what the House does, and it looks inevitable that you will impeach the President of the United States tomorrow, I think it's safe to say the Senate is not going to hold a trial to remove him immediately. So well, how I hope, much... Well, I hope I, that's not the case. I know you hope it. I know you hope it, but the indication is, is that Mitch McConnell isn't going to do it. So how much should that or does that affect your decision making? Well, it shouldn't affect it at all. Look, we have we took an oath of office just a few weeks ago to protect and defend the Constitution, and that means to protect and defend our democracy. Our democracy was attacked. We have a responsibility to honor our oath of office, to hold the president. Stop the tape. Notice he doesn't even want to get into the fact that the Senate is not going to push this through. The Senate doesn't want to push it through. There's no evidence of that. Listen, it's Congressman Cicilline, he doesn't even want that brought up. He doesn't want to deal in reality. He doesn't like to deal with facts. He goes just by on message and script and talking points. And this has to be done and it has to be done quickly because he's getting a lot of attention because of it. And how about also he is actually surprised that he's getting threats over this. I mean, things are heated. And then suddenly he's shocked that people are leaving him threatening messages. And then he was playing it for CNN. You know, forever the victim, always the martyr here. Always the motto here. Everyone was involved in this attack, this insurrection on the government accountable. The only tool available to us is impeachment. We've called on him to resign. We've called on Vice President Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment. If that doesn't happen, Congress is left with one tool that our framers gave us for impeachable offenses, and that is impeachment of the president. We intend to do that. The Senate should do their job. But what the Senate ultimately decides to do is the Senate's responsibility. Our responsibility remains, and that is to impeach the president and remove him from office immediately. One piece of reporting I heard overnight, which really I find very interesting and perhaps might inform Republicans going to vote tomorrow, Axios is reporting that President Trump in a phone call with House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy was still saying it was Antifa who was behind the insurrection. It was Antifa who was doing the violence. Now, according to Axios, McCarthy, maybe for the first time, actually pushed back on the president. But the fact that he's still spreading these lies, these conspiracy theories, what does that tell you about the importance of what you're doing? Well, I tell you that...
Donald Trump is not going to change. He remains a danger to the well-being of the United States. No. He remains, if left in office, it is very likely that he no. will engage in additional grave misconduct that will harm our country and the safety of, of those who serve in Congress or, or others. And so, you know, they, this is, again, a president who's unwilling to accept responsibility for his own conduct and always trying to blame somebody else. The FBI said Antifa had no presence whatsoever on Wednesday. That's another lie. And this is just evidence that Donald Trump is not going to change who he is. He's a danger to the country. We have a responsibility. Look, this is days before we're going to have a new president. The last thing we want to be doing is impeaching a president. But we have a solemn responsibility in the face of this evidence and this conduct and the danger this president presents to move forward. This, our, we invite our Republican colleagues to join us. This is an important moment where the country and the world is watching how we respond to attack on our to this attack on our capital. Give me a number. How many Republicans do you expect to vote with you? I hope we will have a dozen at least. Uh, you know, I think we'll have somewhere in that range. I hope we have many more, but um, I, I don't have a clear. I've been, I'm, you know, talking to right. as many Republican colleagues as I can to convince them how important it is that they join us. One of the time. changes that you made in the article of impeachment, again, which you wrote, and you are the author this of Congressman this, uh, was on to a reference to the 14th Amendment, which deals with making sure people who are involved in supporting insurrection or war against the United States can't hold elected office. Why did you decide to include that? Well, the 14th Amendment makes uh, a person who engages in an insurrection against the United States ineligible to hold office, which makes sense. If you led or incited or participated in an overthrow of the government, you ought not have the privilege of serving in it. And so, you know, that's the conduct of the president that's at issue here. And I thought an explicit reference to the 14th Amendment Amendment was important because it may be that by itself is disqualifying um, without any additional action, and it certainly uh, uh, certainly is insurrection. That is, the conduct of the president was an attempt or inciting an attempt to overthrow the government and substitute. Let me stop right there, folks. That is not true. All right. See, this is where he just can't help himself. That is Rhode Island Congressman David Cicilline, and that that is not true. But and and let me also just say. That, see, what, what no one is addressing is if this was truly an insurrection, they, they could have taken, they did take over the Capitol. The people even went home. A lot of them were there, then cleared out. And a lot of them, uh, excuse me, they all left when they found out that there was a curfew being put in place in D.C. So if this really had been the intention, then where was Mike Flynn? Where was General Flynn? Because that was supposed to be the plan. They were going to take over the Capitol, and then Flynn was going to come in. They had zip ties for hostages, and they were going to force another vote. Now, if you believe that, they did technically take over the Capitol. If this had truly been an insurrection, they obviously could have gotten weapons in. They could have gotten a lot of weapons in. They could have had, you know, 100 to 200 armed individuals inside the Capitol. They could have had hostages set up, zip ties. They could have demanded that there be another vote. Or they could have just said, we're going to take over another building and another building. But that's not what happened. Because that's not what happened. I believe what a lot of other people were said. This was a political protest that got out of control. And there were people. You know, I, I've never bought the whole thing. Right away, some people, and Lynn Wood was spreading this. The attorney was that busloads of Antifa were being bust in. I, I don't believe that. I think these were uh, some anti-government people that showed up. 
And I do think it was, it was, it was a lot of MAGA people that went up, but it's, it's the real fringe MAGA crowd. Now, I don't think there's going to be any more trouble in the Capitol or any of these state houses. I think at this point, now they're just trying to frighten people. Now they're just trying to frame Trump supporters as, as people you should be fearful of. Because folks, let's face it. And right now at 1233, it's John DePietro. Prior to this, People have said, why wasn't there more security? Well, there was never trouble at at, uh, Trump gatherings, right? At Trump rallies, of which I've been to. And I was at the one in Orlando. There were 15,000, 16,000 people there, right? I was the one in Manchester. There were 50. And and it's like you didn't even need police or security. So traditionally, they have been peaceful gatherings. But this time, because of the nature of it, because of what's at stake, because people are frustrated by what happened. Um, And also, I think there were people like the QAnon people, Flynn, uh, certainly Lynn Wood, those two seem to be tied. Sidney Powell, they they were tweeting things, at least uh, Lynn Wood was the attorney. The QAnon people were tweeting out that Pence was, Vice President Pence was a traitor and he needed to be executed. And then they did set up a galley, a gallow there where they, you know, that you would do with a noose and a hand. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy talk. I thought it was crazy talk when I heard it. I actually argued on social media with some people that were saying, well, if Pence is a traitor, that's what's going to happen. It's very dangerous talk. But when you start to talk that way, there are people that go to something like that. Folks, let's face it. And right now at 1234, it's Sean DePietro. Uh, again, Again, no one in the media is talking about Cicilline, or now the Seth magazine is trying to like gain ground on this whole thing. But you do want to protect yourself. And and I don't know when this unrest is going to end. So make sure you stop by Surplus Provisions, Pontiac Avenue, Cranston. You get body armor, ammo, pepper spray, food storage. Stop and see Tanya and Frank and Kyle. Surplus Provisions, Pontiac Avenue, Cranston. You can link right through at the website, um, depetro.com. In different states when they have an execution, let's just say like in Texas, where they still send people, it's not the electric chair, but capital punishment, they receive the death penalty. Isn't it now they just do the drugs intravenous? Like there are people that gather on the grounds. There's a lot of, let's face it, there's a lot of nuts out there. There are. And because of the pandemic and people locked down, there's really been a lot of nuts. People have been going off. We've seen this for quite some time. And I also think that there are some people that have been really whipping people up into a frenzy. And I I see it, the people that I see that are doing it are the QAnon people. They do. It is that Linwood, it's Flynn, they deal in that. And people believe them. That Linwood, before he got deplatformed on Twitter, he had one million followers. I think that talk is dangerous. What also really upsets me is we can't control what goes on in the other states. But I will tell you here in Rhode Island, now this is going to be crazy if suddenly now we can't get answers about the vote. Because if we start to challenge Secretary of State Nellie Gorbia about the voting rolls, if they start bringing up, oh, here we go with insurrection. Well, now, folks, we have a real problem. And the Republican Party in Rhode Island, they're under attack again. I don't know who did it, but somebody connected or had access to uh, the Republican Party. 
uh, website, Rhode Island, they apparently, according to Channel 12, they uploaded um, some a parlor account, which is now it's even been taken down. But it's it has some of the conspiracy stuff, folks. You just you, you can't have that stuff right now. There are many people. I know you go along with it, but right now, if you're the Republican Party, you you can't have that type of talk. It's not helpful in any way. As soon as you had people chanting "Hang Pence," you you, you got problems. Anyone that was chanting that, that's a problem. Anyone that actually believes that he is part of this conspiracy and the envelopes at the funeral and the solution was to have a military tribunal for the vice president that he was going to be executed. I mean, this has gone way off the rails now, way off the rails. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Preferred Towing and Recovery. Remember, Preferred Towing and Recovery, it is Mark and Christine. They specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, and private property towing services. Preferred Towing and Recovery. They've been doing repossessions for 30 years. They get the job done safely and securely. They also buy older vintage cars from the 60s and 70s. Call for a fear offer today, Preferred Towing and Recovery, 401-725-8500, 401-725-8500, or online, preferredrecovery.com. They're also on Facebook, Preferred Towing and Recovery. Again, they buy older vintage cars from the 60s and 70s. Call for a fair offer today, 401-725-8500. Mark and Christine, Preferred Towing and Recovery. Folks, it's John DePietro on this uh, Tuesday, this portion of the program. Remember, visit the website, dePietro.com. And uh, I, I really want to encourage more people need to um, contact Relax Souls Reflexology, Lisa Wood. Call or text her at 401 742 6621. There's a direct link at the website, depetro.com. Reflexology is the application of pressure to areas on the feet or hands, and it's relaxing. It can alleviate stress. So, Lisa Wood, you can link right through at the website, depetro.com. Deep, relaxed healing inside and out. It also boosts your immune fun- uh, function. Face, ear, hand, feet, reflexology. Lisa is tremendous. Contact her, book an appointment. It eases stress and helps your body work better. Reflexology, Lisa Wood, or call her at 742-6621. Why not try it out? It's a new year, new you. Try it out, and you can link right through at the website, depetro.com. Now, I want to get back to, um, so Congressman Cicilline, now he's going to have a, a big role this afternoon. Where he is, uh, you know, his whole thing is working on the impeachment for Nancy Pelosi in the House. And they want to move ahead with it. I think it's um, I think it's interesting that he he has no interest is um, he has no interest at all in in uh, in doing his normal job that he's supposed to. He has also no interest in the, in the Senate. Now, I'm also seeing Kathy Gregg of the Providence Journal is, is tweeting out the pushbacks underway on the nomination of Governor Amundo as his Commerce Secretary. From same author, different online publication, in response to early rumors, she would be Health and Human Service Secretary. So let me just see this. This is in the Daily Beast. Julia Rock, her state in a COVID death spiral. Biden just hired her. Now, the Daily Beast, President-elect Joe Biden confirmed 
confirmed on Friday would nominate Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo for Commerce Secretary. She's one of the most effective forward-thinking governors in the United States, Biden said. Raimondo reportedly impressed Biden during the vetting process for vice president, previously floated for Treasury and Health and Human Services. But here, but the Rhode Island governor would move to Washington at a time when her state is facing one of the highest COVID infection death rates in the country, raising questions how she might manage the massive sprawling agency. If confirmed, Raimondo's responsibility will range from negotiating trade deals to overseeing the census and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. While some public health officials blame Rhode Island's exceptional coronavirus rates on Democrats, demographic factors like population density, poverty. Others say the governor made key missteps delaying restrictions to prioritize economic activity that left the state with untraceable uncontrollable community spread. Who's saying that? We allowed the explosion of disease in November December, said Dr. Michael Fine now Rhode Island former director of the uh, Department of Health uh, strategist for the city of Central Falls the explosion of the disease in November and December. Well she did do the pause but folks, here's the thing. Now she's getting criticized for that she should have locked down more. Most of the people in Rhode Island that have gone after Governor Gina Raimondo is because she didn't do a lockdown. Early in the crisis, Rhode Island seemed to be starving off the, the worst of the pandemic. Raimondo received positive national attention, obtaining uh, quickly obtaining tests. Infection rates low. One headlines aggressively enforcing a quarantine on New Yorkers. Uh, Raimondo and Health Secretary holding daily press conferences. Rhode Island. Um, no county or local boards. Raimondo filled that void. In her interview last summer, she said she relied heavily on uh, public-private partnerships, companies like CBS, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but critics in Rhode Island are skeptical the governors effectively manage that coordination, especially when it comes to the pandemic. Those partnerships were better than nothing, but we begged in the early months for resources, Fine said. So I think a fair amount of time and attention was being paid to those partnerships and to testing. But I thought money would have been better spent in communities directly with our municipal governments. Um, let me just see who else is. Uh, Josh Block, spokesman, uh, said the governor has been vindicated. I just want to see if there's anyone else. Um, who else has been uh, quoted in this article criticizing her? Uh, high testing is never reason to excuse poor performance, says someone at Georgetown. Uh, Dr. Megan Rainey, an emergency physician, Brown University, CNN. Uh, demographic factors. Um, let's see. Let me just see. Wow, they go through the whole thing about the um, renewed surge, cracking down. Um, local news, the governor had restricted a snippet. Health had limited inside. Transmission is taking place. Talk about Michigan. Um, ba, 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 after Thanksgiving, and then where, where's the wine? Where's the uh, the wine and paint? I'm sure that's going to be mentioned here, right? Um, it's a bad article on her, and then yeah, there we go. Critics and uh, Ramundo came under fire her attendance at a wine pain uh, event in December, which she insisted was keeping with the policy restriction, but did not produce a photo, but did produce a photograph her without a mask. Uh, wow, this goes. This is a very long article on, on her, um, and it goes on and on. But nothing new, nothing really new. They're digging on her, though, folks. They're definitely, um, they're definitely digging on Governor Ramundo.
And I see that Congressman David Cicilline's name above the fold in the New York Times. Well, that's all he cares about, right? That's all that he cares about. And that's what will um, go out to uh, all of of his supporters anyway, as far as uh, Congressman Cicilline's supporters. Well, folks, good afternoon on this Tuesday, January 12th. It's John DePietro. Uh, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Folks, now remember, if you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today. 401-272-3340. 401-272-3340 for West Fountain Auto Body. And everybody that's watching our live stream on YouTube, trying something different. Juan likes to experiment different platforms, especially we never know with, uh, let's face it, you know, someone that... Uh, you never know how suddenly they go to war against people or they decide that they want to just uh, take action towards those that are somewhat uh, conservative. How suddenly you just don't know how suddenly you could be uh, bounced off a platform. Now, with YouTube, if you're watching in live stream, you can share it. There is a share button and you can share to Twitter. You can share to Facebook. I think you can even share to Instagram, but you can definitely share with people that you're also watching as well. But remember, if you're ever in an accident, call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. It's 1246. It's Tuesday. Let me ask you a question. Do you, were you or someone you know recently in an accident? If the answer is yes, tell them to call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They'll repair your vehicle. They're the best. They'll do it right the first time. West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street. I encourage you, I request you, I re- implore you and beg you to bring your vehicle if you're in an accident. Whether it's a small dent, fender better, or maybe nearly totaled, West Fountain will handle everything. West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340. Now, um, before I tell you about our friend Maria, uh, my, uh, it's my health. Now, there's an interesting development taking place right now. Deputy Speaker Lima says voters should choose Rhode Island's next lieutenant governor. I think this will be interesting to see if this picks up steam. So we know that now Governor Raimondo, her confirmation now, Senator Whitehouse told Channel 12 he thinks it could be March, maybe even April, that Governor Raimondo, Commerce Secretary, would be confirmed by the Senate. So April, I mean, we're talking about January 12th. So February, March, Governor Mundo could have three more months as governor, which is a long time, as much as she would start to be checked out a little bit. But at that time is when Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee, former mayor of Cumberland, would then pick his lieutenant governor. But right now there's talk at the state house that no one likes the idea that Dan McKee, first of all, they don't like the fact that he's going to be named governor, but they really don't like the fact that he gets to pick his lieutenant governor. So Charlene Lima is saying, why not have an election? She is saying we have to move immediately, take the selection of our next lieutenant governor, backroom of politics to the voters of Rhode Island. With the governor, uh, let me just get back. This is Providence Journal story. Dow's uh, calling a special election to select the state's next lieutenant governor. Now, I don't know what to make of that. Because, folks, you want to be careful of the progressives getting out with the vote here. But that would be interesting because someone like Mayor Alorza could go for lieutenant governor. He's term limited out. He'd rather be the lieutenant governor. See, now they all want to jockey and go for different positions. Um, 
And, and then if you if you want to go for lieutenant governor, you might as well go for it now. You get to serve the term and then you're I, I don't know how that would work. But she says Charlene Lehman, I'll get her on at some point. But with the press release that we have to move immediately, the current governor, Raimondo, the right now, Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee, he essentially would pick who would be under current law. He chooses a replacement. A number of people have expressed interest, as we've mentioned, with socket mayor. Uh, Lisa Baldelli-Hunt has expressed interest. You also have the former mayor of Central Falls has said he's interested. A number of people have, um, including a former mayor, current senator, past senator. But lawmakers of the House and Senate, they have two competing alternatives. And now there's a third. So the question is whether we want our next lieutenant governor to decide by who makes the best political deal for themselves. Um, this would require a special election to be held within 60 days or less after passage for the office of lieutenant governor. So, uh, first of all, the lieutenant governor really doesn't have any duties as it is. With the widespread use of mail ballots, this will greatly reduce any health concerns. I've discussed this legislation with Speaker Sakachi, and he indicated he, he feels a full vetting of the bill by the House is appropriate. Representative Arthur Corvese, North Providence, has introduced legislation to transfer the appointment from the governor to the House and Senate meeting is the grand committee so they want to pick who would be the lieutenant governor folks everybody wants in on this isn't it amazing and it's also a a, a seat uh, an office that really doesn't have a lot of power i mean the only power the only reason to have the lieutenant governor is exactly what's happening right now which is governor mundo's leaving and um and then suddenly now lieutenant governor is leaving and excuse me the governor's leaving and mckee would become the governor so that's that's the only way that something like that. But so now, I, I, I don't know what to make of that. I, I do like the idea of an election, though. I like the idea of an election as opposed to just this business of um, within. I really don't like, well, I don't like any option one or two. I don't like that McKee just gets to pick who it is. Because then he's just picking his running me, basically making a political deal to help him run for governor in 2022. I don't like that. And I also don't like the General Assembly picking. So maybe we should have a vote. Maybe it should go that way. And then a Republican could get into the VIX or an independent or an independent. I like that Rick Scott's big opportunity went back to the Senate 2022 due to the Democrat overreach. And it is an overreach. Now, I'm going to mention Bill Belichick in just a moment, Coach Belichick. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show is brought to my It's My Health. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Call Marie at 305-3585. It's My Health, right across from Davenport Restaurant. She has vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like a kai berry, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices. It's My Health, hemp and CBD products and more. Stop it and see Marie and keep yourself healthy and your family healthy. Stop and folks, support, shop local. It's my health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, right now at 1252, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I want to say good afternoon to everyone. We're trying something a little bit different and we're doing a uh, live stream on on YouTube, on my uh, YouTube channel. So if you, uh, I did put a link on Twitter. There's also a link on Facebook. And then you can always just uh, click that you're a subscriber. It's free on the YouTube channel and you can get it that way. There's a lot of people not on Facebook and we want to spread it around a little bit. 
and people can uh, see it. And before I tell you, I just mentioned uh, Coach Belichick. Um, I do want to remind you that right now it is mild. You can grill outside if you need propane, and especially some of the restaurants where you're buying a lot of propane. Stop in and see Phil Johnson at Johnson Propane, uh, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. You can call him at 621-8129, 621-8129. Stop in and see Phil Johnson. He's open seven days a week. He has propane. He has firewood. Uh, you can refill your Blue Rhino tank. Won't swap it. Just refill it for 15 bucks. Right in front of the Stop and Shop, next to Wendy's, it's Phil Johnson. He's been there since 1971, Johnson Propane. And if you're a business or a restaurant and you depend, or maybe just to propane to make sure your house keeps going, stop in and see Phil Johnson at Johnson Propane. Now, in regards to um, the situation with uh, Coach Belichick, I, I just don't think, I, I want to be honest. Now, I did tweet out that it was Arnold Palmer said that if the president of the United States asked you to play golf with them, because Peyton Manning played golf with President Trump and Peyton Manning came under fire and people were criticizing him for playing golf with President Trump. And Peyton Manning said, listen, I asked Arnold Palmer and Arnold Palmer said, when the president of the United States asks you to play golf, the only answer is yes. Um, And so I did tweet out. Here you had President Trump wanted to award Coach Belichick the um, Medal of Freedom. And I recognize he's under attack. This, I also recognize this put Coach Belichick in a very tough spot. But prior to being president, President Trump was pretty good to Bill Belichick. Prior to being president, Donald Trump was very good to Bob Kraft. He's very good to Tom Brady. Um, There were reports that when Brady first arrived on the scene, President Trump told him, listen, you ever need a private jet? You ever need a private jet? Contact me. I'll get you a private jet. All right. And then they got to know each other, played golf sometimes. Um, But Bob Kraft said after his wife died, Donald Trump called him every week just to check in on him. Every single week called him after Myra Kraft died. Here's my point. Um. I understand Bill Belichick. Somehow they made this like it's race. There was nothing involving race last Wednesday. I recognize that Bill Belichick, who's being praised by the Boston Globe and others, and people were telling him, Belichick, if you do that, I've had it with you and you're over and blah, 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 and his toughest call. Uh, it is an incredible honor. I think it's terrible that it has come down like this. That something that would have been really the highlight of someone's career, the highest civilian award you can receive, the Medal of Freedom. And Coach Bill Belichick was to receive that. And then because of pressure, he had to say, no, I won't be coming to the White House to receive it. I thought he gave a, a, the response he gave was fine. But it also just perpetuates this business of that race was involved that last week had anything to do with Black Lives Matter, that any any of that had anything to do with the racial divide. I don't know how they make it like that. You have a number of people that are upset about the election. Can we even say that anymore? There's still a lot of unanswered questions about the election. I guess we're not even supposed to talk about that anymore. 
You're not supposed to. They, there are certain um, media platforms that are banning the phrase stop the steal. It was really just to try to get people alerted. Um, I thought initially it was incredible how finally people were putting attention to our voting system. Now, folks, I'm telling you in Rhode Island, and I've been very consistent, I don't like our voting system in Rhode Island. It's very simple. Our voting rolls are bloated. For the amount of people that are registered to vote compared with how many people are on the voter rolls, our our voter rolls have over 200,000 names of what it should be. People that have either died, people have either moved away, people who should not be registered to vote. Now, as I'm talking about that, there's nothing racial about it. That's not even a conspiracy theory. I want fair elections. I want accountability with our elections. I didn't realize that that is now so controversial that you talk that you'd like our elections to mean something. But apparently it's turned into that. And I think it's terrible. And and a lot of the people, you know, they're so cutting the way they go after people. Because if you mention anything, now you're just a bitter Trump person. Now, oh, here we go. You know, the Trump people, they're at it again, blah, blah, blah. I think it's... I think it's really terrible that it's happening that way. And for that to happen that way, it completely ruins. There needs to be reform with the voting. There has to be. Let me tell you this. You should, no one should feel comfortable about our voting situation in Rhode Island. I recognize there has to be a, there's a learning curve. And a lot of people aren't aware of it. But if, there was, if they were serious about having real elections, and I mean fair elections, then there would be some kind of a, a study and hearings at the Rhode Island State House and get that Nellie Gobia and her staff under oath and find out, it's very simple, the checks and balances of who's allowed to vote. Because I, and I've told you in the past, and it's true, there are illegal aliens, people who are not citizens, they are registered to vote in Rhode Island and they vote. They don't go to the polls, they go to them. And they bring them a mail ballot. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is French Party, R.E. Coogan and Heating. It's Coogie coming at you. Let, them, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. For plumbing or heating or cooling, call R.E. Coogan and Heating today, 401-732-6562. We do have a link up on the website. It's DePietro.com. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. We have another full hour to go. Tell you more about Belichick and more. And President Trump is on the move. He's going to be at the Alamo today, and then Congressman Cicilline is moving, uh, trying to get impeachment moving forward. President Trump and Vice President Pence did meet last night at the White House. We're told that the meeting went well. I'm glad to hear that. The two men have been through a lot together. So, folks, it's Sean DePietro. The Power Hours next on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Right now, it's 1 o'clock.